0: Here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast at Gamer Comic Expo with cosplay legend Rick Stafford, also known as the true Aquaman or the King Aquaman on Twitter. Twitter. Okay, I just want to make sure we are very clear. Now, when you see the, the pictures of this gentleman in his Aquaman gear, you think you are looking at the Aquaman you grew up with as a kid. But today you're dressed in an outfit that means so much to me. You are an X-Wing pilot.
1: I am an X-Wing pilot.
0: Um, uh, So, and now, there are many different eras of X-Wings, and there's many different uh, uniforms and things. Is there a specific X-Wing era or squadron that you are cosplaying as?
1: Well, the actual character that I'm doing is uh, Tai Cho, who is a, he was in the, well, this was pre-Disney, Banning the um, the canon of the books, so he was actually in the books as the uh, leader of Rogue Squadron for a while, oh, and wow. and he flew not only the X-wing, he was also a um, a, a Y-wing commander.
0: Okay, you see, I loved. I know D- Disney banned those books, but I think they mean so much to people that there's no reason for us as fans to let those go. Right? Yeah, true, very true. And the Rogue Squadron stories were amazing. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah, I mean, Web. Why haven't we done more Wedge Antilles?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, although there was just a little bit of fall, uh, crossover between the movies and these characters, the fact that these stories went on their own. You know, we have the Mandalorian series coming out on Disney Plus now, but the Rogue Squadron story would have been a perfect
0: oh, yeah. side and story. It would have, Exactly. In some ways, I feel like they made up new side stories of things that, like, nobody asked for a Mandalorian, but we'd love a Rogue Squad. Yeah, movie. exactly, exactly. I, I, I think nobody asked for a Han Solo prequel either, but yeah. I would have watched a Lando movie mm-hmm. any day of the week. Oh, yeah, true, true. I, I feel like Donald Glover is Lando. Everyone's lining up to see that mm-hmm. movie.
1: Perfectly, yes.
0: Um, okay, now, I. from what I understand, we talked to the great Athena Finger yesterday. Who said the, you amazing, have the amazing, beautiful,
1: gorgeous, yes. Athena <laughs>
0: Finger who was so gracious with her time with us. She says, you have an incredible story. What is your story?
1: Oh, um, okay. Well, I've got many, many uh, amazing stories, but let us start at the beginning, and that will be probably a good starting point. Okay, like um, birth? Um, birth of a cosplayer. Oh,
0: okay, birth of a cosplayer, I love it. This is a origin story, it's like an a superhero thing. An origin story, thing. it is.
1: It's very much an origin story, and it leads well into what I'm wearing today. So, this story takes place 16 years ago, and uh, it takes place in a hospital in Jacksonville, Florida, with a small boy named Christian who was battling leukemia. Wow. He did not know he was battling leukemia, but he was in the hospital as a 7-year-old, did not know what he was going through. And um, he was exposed to something at the time called the Clone Wars, while watching Cartoon Network. Now this was not the TV series. The animated that predated the, the series. The so, samurai Jack looking five five-minute sections.
0: I know what you're talking about. Those initial animated things, those blew my mind. Right. Those are amazing. I yes. own them. They're Okay, yeah,
1: they are. They're beautiful, great stuff. So so this young boy saw these and turned to me, because I was with him, and said, What is this Star Wars? Whoa! And, that was uh, the first
0: Star Wars thing he ever saw.
1: Right. Oh my goodness. So I said, "Ah, let me uh, let me introduce you to Star Wars." So I bought the DVDs, got him a little DVD player, and he began watching these videos over and over and over again.
0: As just, one should.
1: As one should, and became a completely and utterly obsessed with Star Wars, which, to my mind, was the perfect thing. Well, one night. While hanging out in his room, he turns to me and says, am I becoming a Jedi? Whoa. Am I going through my Jedi trials? Wow. And so I came to a pinnacle moment in my life where do I tell the boy the truth about his cancer battle or do I go with the lie? I went with the lie.
0: Okay, but I think that's what many of the Jedis would have done. Yeah. Yoda, Obi-Wan, they told... Luke or from other Jedi's. From their
1: perspective. From a certain point of view. Yeah. Right? That's, yes, but from... that's
0: how you bring someone along in the Jedi yes, way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I said yes. And so the next time I came to visit this boy, I brought him a Jedi costume. I brought him, uh, at, at the time they were called Force FX Sabers. I think they've changed names.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but the legit saber. The legit
1: sound, lights, all of that. And, and it was great. It was absolutely great for about a week and a half. And then he was like, I'm a Padawan, but I don't have a master. Wow. So I went out and spent a thousand dollars on, you know, an actual Jedi Master Robes outfit, custom leather boots, and Whoa. my and, and now
0: which 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 who would be your Jedi Master fashion icon? You were looking at. Were you like a Mace Windu, or were you? Uh, um, it Kui was Gan kind of, Jin?
1: It was actually a combination of those two. Oh actually, wow! Okay. Yeah, um, I had the Qui uh, Gon Jinn look, but I actually used the of uh, the Mace Windu lightsaber. That's
0: awesome. And that's Purple sa- lightsaber. Yes. Oh. Legendary. And it
1: actually worked out to my benefit, to the uh, the illusion of being a Jedi Master. Because if you look at the Force FX swords, my my uh, Christian had the the green Luke Skywalker from uh, Return of the Jedi, and that had a little switch on it, and it actually said on off on the side. You had to turn it on and off. The Mace Windu Saber does not have an on off switch. It has a plate, a gold plate on the Saber that has to be slid to activate it. So I could stand there with it in a fighting position, just slightly move my thumb, and the sword would activate. And for Christian, I must have been master. I can control the blade with my mind that's and, amazing and it completely blew his mind and so I had to be a master if I could do that with my and he had to physically turn his on and off and um so then I went about getting books because 16 years ago there were not books on Jedi 101 like you know you can go to Barnes and Noble now and pick up the religion of the Jedi Jedi oh, 101 yeah, yeah, yeah. Jedi for dummies all of those books exist now back <laughs> then they didn't exist so I went and bought books on sword fighting techniques, uh, on wow. meditation techniques, on um, on thoughtfulness. I, I studied books about the Buddhist monks in order to understand because that's what George Lucas used oh, yeah, with absolutely. the Buddhist monks. So, in order to be the most accurate Jedi master, I wanted to know, be the best I could. And so every See, time I would come Yoda in, Yoda
0: was right. You don't need the Jedi texts. Yeah. You can build your own playbook. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And that's what I did. I and mean, I still have those books in my library to this day. Along with the Jedi 101 and all those. Yeah, all the other ones when they <laughs> yeah. came out. Um, in fact I even had that really cool one that comes in a case where you put the button and the, the door slide oh, open and that's the text so comes cool. up and yeah, and it makes all kinds of cool noises and stuff. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome that's book. Amazing. So so yeah, so I worked with him for uh, for the better part of uh, ten months on Jedi training. And uh, then things took a turn for the worse, and um, I tried to take him to Star Wars Weekends in Orlando at Disney World, and unfortunately he was sick every weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. And so it didn't work out. Well, I found a picture, and it showed a group called the 501st.
0: Oh, I know the 501st well. They are an amazing group of people. They
1: are. And so I contacted them and said, look, I can't get him to Star Wars Weekends. Could you bring a little bit of Star Wars Weekends to him and visit him? and uh they said uh yeah we'd love to do that i said well he's being discharged home uh on hospice um, so could you do it on this particular weekend they said well we can't do it that weekend we have a big event uh can we come two weeks later i said okay but you're on borrowed time but okay i mean i you know i'm at your i'm on your schedule unfortunately so he unfortunately passed away the weekend in between
0: Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, and he actually died the day I was on the phone with Mark Hamill.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Mark Hamill
1: wanted to talk to him. Unfortunately, I had to cancel the phone call with him and tell him, sorry, Mr. Hamill, he, he, he's crashing, and uh, and had to hang up with Mark Hamill. Oh, my goodness. Um, but we'll get back to that later. So he passes away. I, I reach back out to the 501st, and I let them know about the fact that although you couldn't be there for him in life, would you be there for him in his death, and be his memorial guard at his celebration of life? Wow. Well, you know they just fell over themselves to be at this event. So um, over twenty of them showed up at his memorial and lined the doorway to the to the um, the memorial center. Oh my goodness. So when you walked in, you had to walk through a line of stormtroopers, clone troopers, jedi's. Wow, that and, uh, is incredible. Yeah, it's a really so,
0: heartbreaking, but also uplifting story at the same yeah. time. Is it fair to say that?
1: Yeah, I would say so. And so halfway through the ceremony, everything stopped, and the entire troop of uh, troopers and Jedi marched into the into the uh, room, marched down the middle, and there was a viewing room off to the side. It had a big glass mm-hmm. viewing window, and they went in there, yeah. took us took a a stance in front of the seats each and every one of them then removed their buckets and held them at attention Two representatives one from the 501st one from the rebel Legion then came out and they made him an honorary member and to this day he is the only child who has a designation with the 501st they had they have since opened a a child version called um, galactic cadets or something but he has an actual designation TC one two one nine. Wow! Uh, with the five oh first, and they made him an honorary Jedi Knight with the Rebel Legion group, which is the sister organization that does all yeah, the good absolutely. guys.
0: Absolutely, we see those guys at all the cons, mm-hmm. and I know they're very. Uh, they do a lot. I mean, they started really as a like a nonprofit. Well, they still organization, are organization, yeah. right? Yep, for, they still do, and do charity work. That's and
1: they do tons and tons of charity work. So, so this was just another charity opportunity for them, but one obviously that was very personal to me. Um, If you haven't figured out by now, Christian was my son, and um, so after the ceremony, there was a wake event at a nearby home, and toward the end of the evening, the same guy who had had made my son, uh, TC 1219, and by the way, TC in the 501st lingo is clone trooper, because my son wanted to be a Jedi, they made him a Jedi general. They, uh, oh, uh, wow. And and tr- or made him a clone trooper because the clones were the army of the republic. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, so, so he was a clone trooper. Well, so as the evening wore on, the the group leader made an announcement, and while he was making the announcement, these guys brought in this huge box from out outside, and he said, um, "Rick, because of the way you." Handled your son's situation and what you did for him, you seem like the kind of person we would like within our ranks. Wow. Here is a clone trooper kit. You have three months to build this kit and meet us in Miami for Revenge of the Sith grand opening or the uh, opening night.
0: Wow.
1: So I spent the next three months learning about armor building and building this kit, spent more time in Joanne's fabric than I ever thought I would as a man.
0: <laughs> uh, I burned
1: out two Dremel tools. I was working with snaps, Velcro, JB Weld, you know, spandex, things I had never worked with before. Uh, it definitely wasn't my background in building. And um, yeah, uh, couldn't get the helmet right. So a friend of mine who had a Harley-Davidson heard my problem, he goes, well, there's a guy at the shop who who paints gas tanks, you know, maybe he can paint this helmet. So, I took it to him with some pictures of clone troopers from the movie. Now, you to remember, in the movie, none of the clone troopers existed. They were all CGI.
0: Oh, really? Yes. I I, I... There's never been a real... So, Tamora Morrison was never in that outfit? No. Oh, my No, he goodness. just wore
1: a green suit, and it was all, every bit of it. That's So, wild. I'm building a costume around something that doesn't really exist.
0: Yeah, and at the time of Revenge of the Sith, so the Clone Troopers had only existed for a few years that uh-huh. anyone's ever seen. Yeah,
1: yeah, these were all the white clones from, you know, Attack of the Clones. You know, I hadn't seen Revenge of the Sith yet. And thankfully, neither had Christian, for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And you know where I'm going with that. Uh, I mean, being so- a Jedi doesn't want you know, if he had seen the fact that the clones had turned oh. on the Jedi, I think it would have crushed him. Oh yeah. Because I, he I, loved I, the clones so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have so many drawings of him drawing clone troopers oh, and now I and, understand. And, right,
0: and it's and that's still many years before they would build that incredible story within the Clone Wars T V show right. of um of uh oh Commander the the captain, Captain Rex. Yeah. Who would defy Order sixty six yep. and stay in as a hero, yeah. Um, uh, which is, by the way, one of the best later-day Star Wars oh, stories. is yeah. of that. So exactly. At least we know that you know a Captain Rex existed, but it, that would have been very difficult. That would yeah. Have I, it would element. have been
1: very difficult, especially for an eight-year-old to have seen um, the film. So, so uh, the helmet got painted beautifully, and unlike Stormtrooper helmets, which if you ever get a chance to hold one are just resin, uh, and so they're very lightweight. Oh wow! Or not resin? They're um they're um, P- not PVC, uh, styrene. Oh okay. So uh so they're about as light as like a like a, a, a red solo cup. Oh wow. I mean, yeah, they don't weigh anything until you put like electronics and stuff, and even then they're still really lightweight. Mine was a solid resin helmet. Oh boy. So mine was, felt like a Kevlar helmet.
0: Like twenty pounds? 30 oh no pounds? no not that oh. heavy,
1: but um, at least eight to ten. Okay, that's. But,
0: that's like what I squat because I'm not very <laughs> strong.
1: <laughs> so when you put the so when I would put my helmet on, you felt like you were about to go into combat. I mean, it was like you almost you almost wanted that hiss sound of the, sound of the oh, airlock, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, being yeah, sealed yeah. in. So, um, so so I get down to Miami, and they have built this entire um, blockade runner hallway, wow. leading leading into the movie theater. With a door painted on what I found out later was a styrofoam wall. So, and so what we were going to do that night was they had us, they were going to have us in the movie theater and they pump in smoke behind us and they were going to have us like a SWAT team lined up, hand on shoulder, hand on shoulder. Wow. And then there was a DJ playing the sound effects from the original New Hope. Oh, wow. And you'd hear the cutting of the door. (laughs) And then we were going to bust through, come running down the hallway. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's how it was all set up to be done. And it did go off that way. Oh, that's incredible. But this what one- a
0: great, and that's really fan-driven, right? Yeah. This, is not, this isn't some studio thing. These are fans yeah, getting it. together, mm-hmm. trying to do something amazing. That's incredible.
1: So, um, So, anyway, so the movie start was going to be a midnight premiere. Well, I didn't. Well, I was there early enough that we got to see the movie at 7 o'clock. We got to see the manager special. You know, when he gets in to go in and make sure all the, the advertising's done, that nothing's messed up. So we got to see the movie before anybody else. Wow. So what I did before the movie was I went to the concession stand and I bought uh, a pink lemonade, nachos, and a hot dog. And I took my seat in the theater, which is Excellent choices, by the way. Excellent choices. And I put those in the seat next to me. And then in the cup holder between my seat and that seat, I put Christian's Ashes. Wow. Wow. Because that's what he he would eat at the movie, with the hot dog, nachos, and the pink lemonade. Oh,
0: wow. And so you brought...
1: I I swore to him I would take him to see the next Star Wars movie. Wow. And... um, so before I did my very first public cosplay event, I took my son to see the last Star Wars movie at the time. Wow. And um, in fact, when he passed away the next day, and this was this was incredibly hard. And To this day, I don't know how I did it. The day after he passed away, or the next day, uh, I went to the crematorium and had them bring him out to me. And there's nothing... That prepares you to have your son brought out in a cardboard box out of a walk-in freezer. Oh wow! And uh, when he had passed away, he was in a T-shirt and boxer shorts. Um, so I cut those off of him, and I dressed him in his Jedi robes, and put a letter from the family in the in the robe, and that's that's how he went to the crematorium as a Jedi.
0: That that is that's an incredible.
1: So, and today, his ashes sit in, a, in a, an aluminum sports bottle that has his name and information engraved on it with a Jedi pin affixed to the outside of it. That's and then I bought, because he, he was a huge Star Wars Lego maniac, built every Star Wars Lego set you could find oh, wow. and built it in record time while sitting in the hospital bed fighting cancer. So I, I bought the Lego Yoda statue, and I built half of it with glue, the bottom half, and I built the top half down with glue so that it would be able to be a, 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 a container, basically. Oh, and his right. ashes sit inside a Jedi Master at all times.
0: That's, that's incredible. And I, and I think, as a kid who grew up with Star Wars and who grew up with it as such an anchor for me in so many things, I I, I can only just say that it's beyond, it's beautiful, it's humbling to hear how this was something that binds your family together, you know, truly in the force, is the Mm -hmm. best way I can describe it, like, you guys are really in the force, and I, and I, and I sort of want to, you know, I want to say to folks who kind of say, oh, it's just a movie, and oh, the fans get too worked up, I'm like, people have to realize, this means a lot to people, Mm -hmm. that, like, Yes, fanboys can be annoying, but when you're talking about the Jedi, when you're talking about Star Wars, Luke Skywalker, Yoda... The
1: purest concepts of these things are amazing.
0: They're amazing, and they're the stuff that kids literally build their dreams and hopes on. Like, for me, I'd love to know who your iconic character is, but for me, Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. my whole life was the guy. Yeah, And, you know... I, you know, we chatted yesterday a little bit about how I, I don't, I, everyone knows I don't like The Last Jedi. But I, I, I will say, uh, I was, part of why I was sad about The Last Jedi is that Luke's journey, overcoming his, the worst parts of his heritage and embracing the best parts of his heritage, is I think something every parent wants for their kids. Mm hmm. And when the movie at times suggested maybe he he had he, you know, gone backwards, it yeah, kind of hurt me.
1: Yeah, he became the get-off-my-lawn old man.
0: Yeah, and, and I just always, I mean, I understand in a sense. And I thought, by the way, Mark Hamill was incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best supporting actor Oscar as far as I was concerned.
1: Um Oh, if anybody can drink the milk the way he did. Oh, I
0: mean, if anyone can be forced to do that scene and still deliver the commitment and the performance oh, yeah. that he did. Um, so for me, Luke Skywalker, it means so much to me on that level. Um, how about you? Is there a character? Well, he, he
1: is the ultimate hero journey. Um, I don't know if how much you know about Joseph Campbell.
0: I, I know and I know, I know.
1: I love I, Joseph, he, that's one of my favorite authors.
0: And I know it's a huge part of Star Wars. It's yeah. A huge influence mm-hmm. on George Lucas. Yeah.
1: Um, the Hero with a Thousand Faces, uh, Mask of the Gods, those are all some of his better works. Um, all talk about the the mytho- uh, the mythical journey that has taken place in all of these Greek tragedies and whatnot. And, Um, And that's exactly what George did. He he studied the Greek tragedies, and and that's what you see in the Star Wars films. It's not, George didn't come up with a whole lot of original ideas. I mean, let's face it. uh, These concepts come from external elements. and,
0: And sometimes I feel like people get all over Star Wars and they're like, oh, it's just a hero's journey. I'm like, yo, what makes it beautiful and great is actually it's so simple and then it's the characters. Yeah, And it's the way those characters move through that story That makes it wonderful, right? But you know,
1: he 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 took from the serials, uh, the radio serials, and the early you know movie serials of the 1920s and 30s. He took from World War II the 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 fighter, the dog fights, and um, and the tyranny of you know uh, the fascist tyranny. He took from the Buddhist monks. I mean, all these great elements of our society he took from and just put it into this Star Wars drama or in the space drama, the space opera. Oh, yeah. And did such a great job with it. And yeah, you're right. When people pick it apart, it's like, well, let's see you do better. Oh, you yeah, know? exactly. I mean, you've got the same ability. You know, let's see you do better.
0: So uh, first of all, it's so hard to segue into other topics when you've shared such a beautiful, humbling story. So mm-hmm. before we ask you any more questions, I just want to say an extraordinary thank you from the bottom of well, my heart. thank you. And from my you. family, my sisters, you know, this is a labor of love for our family, this podcast. And so for someone to share a family story you just shared—it means the world to us. And well, thank you. Can I can I ask you also some more Star Wars questions? Sure, sure, go for it. Okay. Um, uh, when you when you think about those, when you think about those, uh, the different movies and how you, you mentioned some iconic scenes and the things that George Lucas took. You think that George Lucas took his. Um, inspiration from and 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 when you talk about picking things apart, how do how do you feel? So some of the most picked apart things ever were the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. I remember right. living through the prequel the period. Two, but in some Hitler respects, starts. I feel like now there's a certain revisionism or or coming to terms with them or, or 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 frankly enjoyment. Like I've gone back and watched them now, and I like them so much more now than I did when I first saw them. Now I was never an extreme hater of them; I always liked right. them. But now I feel like there's something like they've settled in and they've become part of the
1: the continuity po- of the storyline.
0: Exactly, it's like they've like they have roots now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about for you? Are, how do you feel over time? How have those elements of the story have have, have Um,
1: I wasn't a big fan of the you know number one. Um, just I mean, I wasn't a big pod racer fan. I mean, just uh, uh,
0: I th- I'm I'm the pod racing is goofy kind of guy.
1: Yeah, um, I, I had a hard time with the first one. Uh, Attack of the Clones, I felt like they finally started getting into a groove. And uh, I really, yeah, two and three I was okay with. Number one, I, that if, I, if I had to watch them all, I could, I could start with number two and be happy. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Or or watch some of the best parts of the Clone Wars series and like set, you know, yeah. with and, number two and and Revenge of the Sith. Well I actually
1: read there was a there was a little graphic novel series that came out about the Clone Wars as well and I read all of those because they came out while my son was in the hospital. Oh yeah,
0: those they were like those small books, they were yeah. kind of very colorful. Yes. They looked like the samurai jackets. Yeah, exactly. Those yeah. were great. I have like five or six of them. Yeah, I have the
1: whole collection. Um and of course, you know, I would sit there in the hospital reading those because they came out at the same time and uh so you know, they're all good stories and they talked about you know the clones fighting on the different planets and and all the little backstories and getting character. so so i got to see that world built up a little bit more but but anakin was already anakin you know and yeah. obi-wan was you know definitely in that teaching mode at that point and and you see annie kind of going the wrong way sometimes already in the storylines
0: yeah, and that's where you see the slow, the slow change, which I think is really cool. Um, all right, let me ask you some questions about cosplaying. You okay. told this amazing story about building your first costume. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're dressed as an X-wing pilot. Yesterday you were Assassin's Creed, Correct. one of the one of the Assassin's Creed Ezio suits. from uh, oh, Re- Ezio. Revelation. Oh, okay, Ezio. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, um, <clears throat> uh, people look at these and they'll say, "Oh yeah, so and so just bought a costume," but when you actually pay attention to these costumes that a cosplayer uses these are works of art uh how do you go because these are not things you just simply bought somewhere these are things you constructed and added details to so today you're rocking the x-wing helmet the rogue squadron helmet the rogue squadron uh, um, outfit here yep what are some of the things that go into making something so ornate and um, frankly amazing for a fan to be around. <laughs> well, um, some of the elements, I won't lie, some of
1: the elements are bought um, through costuming companies. And I call them costuming companies because anybody can put a, a, an outfit on. This is
0: not an Amazon uh, Target costume. No,
1: this is, no, definitely not what you buy off the shelf there. Um, you know, like the suit itself was bought through a, 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 an Asian company that had all the right pockets and all that. But then it had to be modified greatly because the zippers were were nothing. So I had to put new zippers, heavy-duty zippers, in it. You know, wow. the the Velcro was all white, so so everything shined. You know, you saw the white everywhere. So you had to put orange Velcro. Um, the uh, even the the flak vest, the white flak vest, uh, was pristine white and flat. Well, in the movie, they all have these little tubes that run little cooling tubes. And people always look at my su- tubes that are sticking out, and they go, "Oh man, your your tubes are sticking out on your thing." Like, Have you watched the movie? Oh, they wow. actually stick out. They actually stick out on the uh, in the movie. You see them, so so it's canon for them oh, to be that's visible. Awesome and that's
0: and you know what they were rebels of yeah. course it would have been visible these aren't yeah. like made some in some beautiful factory right. these are right. guys like you know fighting against the empire and and i'll
1: see somebody wear something that they buy you know online that you know it's a complete x-wing pilot costume and it's bright bright orange and their vest is perfectly bleached white and i'm thinking no
0: star wars was a worn universe that's a part of what made yeah. it great
1: that's why you, know, you see stains on the uh, on the pocket areas and on the high wear areas. The the white is not white, it's dirty. It's got stains on it. Um, you know, I throw it around on the garage floor and kick it around a little bit. Um, I have several versions. I actually have the Hoth version, too. Oh, and, um, cool. And, you know, I've got the jacket, and the jacket, you know, I... Do you know,
0: have I, that inner warming helmet? Yes, I do. That, that house, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, about- the,
1: the, the bomber uh, hood. So, yeah, I have all of those, and again, you know, even the bomber hood, I kick that around in the garage a bit to make it dirty. Because you know none of this stuff is supposed to be clean. As you're a rebel, you're you're living out of caves. You're living on you know ice planets. I mean you're not yeah you know you're not spit shine. Sleeping in tauntauns. Yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. You're around tauntauns. Those things are dirty animals if you've ever seen one. Oh yeah, exactly. You know. And they smell bad on the inside. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Yay. so your address as a pilot. Let's let's. I want to wrap up by. What is your top dogfight, flying, fighting scene in all of Star Wars? Mm. The whole thing.
1: Oh, the best one.
0: I mean, you can give me a couple if you want. Well, I mean,
1: obviously the New Hope, Luke in the in the trench. I mean, uh. that edge of your seat is he going to make that shot you know the first time you see it
0: and the score the moment of relief when it goes in the look on his face oh yeah i mean i don't think i can describe i don't think i could describe that feeling the feeling of watching that
1: yeah i don't think you could do any better with womp rats um
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that one's magic i would say the other the dogfight at the end of jedi is great But the other moment that makes me feel, that lifted me like that, was the first flight of the Falcon in Force Awakens. To me, when that took off, and and Ray gets that thing in gear, and it flies, to me, it opened up a world of possibility that I'm like, oh my god, Star Wars is back. It was somebody, that moment.
1: somebody other than Han is flying this thing, yeah. and you can tell.
0: Yeah, and it, it was it was it was truly amazing. It's like
1: watching somebody fly a helicopter for the first time. Yeah. I mean, it was great to watch. So, um, but uh, yeah, that was that. I'd say New Hope, the trench, right there at the end. You know, you know, fighting off the 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 Tie Fighters behind him, getting Vader in behind you. Oh yeah, like, doing everything you can. And 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 you see that I mean it's like edge of your seat it's like all right who's gonna win this one and, you know is Vader gonna get a shot in on him he's already killed R2, you know he's oh. already he's already down oh, yeah, it's, it's a just rocky him. yeah it's a rocky moment man it's he's up against the ropes is he gonna come back and he's gonna win this one and uh, and he goes and the then he, you know you know let's go kid and <laughs> yeah and <let's, laughs> that's great so yeah so that one I think because it does it becomes. It becomes a man-on-man dogfight. It really is. It's not a whole squadron of guys. You know, it's not. You know, it's not a buzz. It's not like the buzzard scene of, um, of the Clone War or uh, Return of the Jedi or I'm sorry, um, Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin and um, Ben are flying the the Jedi starfighters, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and there's thousands and thousands of ships flying everywhere. And I mean, the big massive air war. Or space war. Space war. Yeah, Uh,
0: exactly. It's right. It is just, who is the better?
1: Who's the better shot? Who's the better At this point now, it's just down to two people and all you hear, you can hear the sound of the rushing by, you hear him breathing, you you hear the, the electronics doing their thing and Darth Vader, but it's all, you can just, it's become that iconic man on man and this is before you know father son you you, you don't know oh, right yeah yeah I
0: don't remember not knowing that but you're right um, Rick Stafford thank you so much for being a part of the Friday Night Movie family and for doing this amazing interview
1: oh, my am pleasure, so my grateful. pleasure. Uh,
0: let's make sure people know where they can follow you
1: okay uh, let's see on Facebook you can follow me at the true Aquaman also on Instagram the true Aquaman on Twitter it'll be the King Aquaman and um, I'm usually in the southeast as far as conventions are concerned so if it's a fairly major convention I try to make an appearance if I'm not already a guest and um, if things go well I may actually be in Riyadh Saudi Arabia next weekend for Stanley comic-con that's actually in the wow. talks right now uh, we're waiting right now for confirmation um, so I am an international cosplayer I do travel the country and around the world um, on a regular basis as Aquaman and uh, that's that's for another interview. <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's another interview. Well, thank you so much for talking stars with us today. My pleasure. Have my an pleasure. Amazing time here at Gamer Comic Expo. You're you're a true gentleman.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to the Friday Night Movie Podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of our Pottern family. Remember to listen and subscribe to the show everywhere that you get your podcasts and of course, follow us on social media at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram.